What's up all you baseball tees and Christmas trees? <laughs> I can't even do these seriously anymore. <laughs> Thank you guys for hanging in there with me. I hope you're all surviving the suck. This is episode four of this podcast and I am so excited to have you back. Thanks for your commitment to listening to these and just being a phenomenal person. You matter and you are loved. And that's why I'm giving you this important reminder that this episode will contain some content in relation to mental health problems, cancer, and suicide ideation. So if you struggle with any of these things, just please keep that in mind. Take care of yourself because like I said, you are important. And I hope that you know that and you take that away from today's episode because you are the storm. Let's get into it with our amazing guest, Bree. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Surviving the Suck podcast. You are listening to episode four, and you are in for a rude awakening. I mean, this episode is going to be so awesome. Bree is here, and she is just a phenomenal human being. I actually met her at Augustana a few times through the Gray Matters Collective. Super excited about that, and she honestly has just inspired me with her story. I don't want to give too much away because it's her story to tell, so I want her to tell it. So, you know what, Brie, we have you here. Tell everyone a little bit about you. Who is Brie? All right. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, so, yeah, I'm Brie. I'm 19 years old, and I am a psychology and women and gender sexuality studies major with a Spanish minor. And when I was 18 and a freshman in college, I was diagnosed with stage 2 Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, which is a blood cancer. And this was on December 2nd, 2019. Um, and from there, I kind of started an Instagram blog to take note of my journey so that people could follow me along the way and hopefully to get some of the reality and myths of cancer out into the world. Wow. Amazing. And it's always so interesting to me. I feel like every guest that I've had on the podcast so far has been so humble. And I just got to take a moment and recognize the great work that you're doing because you totally just humbled yourself there. I mean, you just subtly were like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in remission and you know, I'm just, you know, I'm out here doing this Instagram blog and sharing my story. Like it's just so nonchalant. And I think we should really take a moment to celebrate your strength and celebrate the amazing things that you're doing, even just on social media, because right now with it, being in the the weird times that we're in, you're bringing a lot of light and joy and strength to people. So please, yeah. please recognize that and be really, really proud of yourself. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And you, I've always looked up to you. So it's, it's really neat to be here. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. You just literally, okay, everyone... Brie is the light of my life. That's what I told her when we got on this call. I was like, you are <laughs> such a light. Everything that I see you post, I'm just so grateful and wow, just a phenomenal human being. So super excited to have you. Thanks for being here and just join this conversation. Let's just, let's just talk, you know? That's what I love about these podcasts. We just have good conversations. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned your battle with cancer, which, you know, is... It's just, I'm so glad that you're here and that you survived all of that. You know, I just, the podcast is called Surviving the Suck. And as you know, we all have suck in our lives. And I think yours is very heavy and something that I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to go through that. So, you know, a question that I guess I just have for you is what, what was the experience like, you know, when you got the news and 
and you had to really find strength within yourself to carry through like what what was that journey like for you yeah for sure so um at first i was getting sick and they told me i had a sinus infection i had bronchitis i had pneumonia um, and nothing was getting better and then one day um, it got to the point where i could barely move and my chest it just hurt so bad and they took me in they were like it's a blood clot um, and again, they moved me to a different hospital just to be closer to home. And sure enough, um, they kind of said, you know, we see something irregular. From there, kind of started the biopsies and stuff. And everyone around me knew it was cancer, but no one would say the words. Um, I think everyone was just really fearful. And I definitely was shocked. It was never supposed to be cancer. But I mean, no one, I don't think anyone can expect it. Um, and, you know, when I found out I was going to have to do chemo, I did 12 rounds of ABVD, chemotherapy, I kind of realized how small everything else seemed to me in those moments. Um, you know, I would be losing my hair and I would be kind of immunocompromised and, and in a bubble in a way. Um, and so I kind of adopted what I like to call like my perspective or like it was kind of like my change in perspective for the moment. Um, it was actually based on a bracelet that I got from my parents um, and it was I am the storm was the quote that it said on it um, so rather than the cancer being the force to be reckoned with you know kind of making myself the force to be reckoned with um, and I don't know I think that really helped me but I, I could have never seen it coming and I'm just lucky I had the support system I did and my team of doctors who were amazing and um, I was lucky enough to even get to freeze my eggs before I started chemo and I know that a lot of people who have cancer don't have that chance. So I was incredibly lucky for that. Wow. Holy man. I'm already starting to get teary head over here. I love what you said about the bracelet that your parents gave you, the I am the storm. And sometimes I think it's so hard when you have an illness, whether it's mental, physical, or whatever it is, that's staring you in the face to so easily feel like it's a struggle, but to me, it's a battle. You know, you were the warrior and you, you know, hey, cancer hit, but you hit back. Yeah. And I say the same thing, you know, about mental illness. It's, it's really, it's so beautiful to hear your story of recovery and, and being here. And, you know, I, I guess through this whole transition, I'm, I'm really curious to know if you're comfortable talking about it, you know, your mental health, because I, I can't imagine getting that news, you would yeah. just be okay. I mean, what was that like for you? Yeah, um, I've always had anxiety. Um, and I had started seeing a therapist for this a little bit actually before I went to college. Um, and when I first found out, I, I was petrified, to be completely honest. I don't think you even realize what's going on until like you start to get into the treatments. Um, and so I did start having really bad anxiety attacks. My first anxiety attack that I can remember that was related to my diagnosis was on the 26th of December um, because I actually started chemotherapy the 27th. So I was, I mean, I was petrified. I was sitting and I was with my family and all of a sudden it was just heavy and I, I knew inside, but I was like reluctant to say anything. Um, you know, I just had to get up and I left and you know, I'm glad to have kept going with therapy and stuff to have the skills now to understand what I'm going through. Um, but it definitely is tough sometimes, especially with the scan anxiety that I know a lot of cancer patients face. I do too. Um, and the kind of trauma that comes with 
being in hospitals and treatment and hair loss. Um, I know, especially when I was in the ICU, I had um, a certain machine sound that would go off and it would mean that my oxygen was dropping. And usually that would mean that I would either um, like be unable to stand or unable to move and I would feel really lightheaded. So whenever I hear that, even if I'm not in um, a hospital setting now, like, you know, I can, I can feel the heaviness and I can feel the weight. Um, and you do, you do feel really isolated, but it's something that I'm definitely grateful to have gone through in a way because now I, I kind of understand, I think more so what people are going through. Wow. Wow. That's so incredible to hear you say, I'm grateful that I went through that, that, um, your strength and your bravery is, is really showing right now. And I just, I'm just really, really grateful for you in that you're here and just doing so well. And I mean, you were, did you say you were a freshman when you were diagnosed? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, you know, what, what was it like to kind of have to go through college like this? Cause I mean, you're still in college, but like what, what, what has it been like in the academic sense of it? Yeah, so I left actually right before first semester um, ended. So I left right away and I had to kind of go to school through a different program, like not on campus. Um, a lot of students don't choose to continue through treatment, but for me it was the opposite because of how isolated I felt. Um, I kind of was reaching for a sense of like normal. And to me, normal was school and it's always been school. Um, so I made it my goal to stay my like age rank you know um, sophomore and to graduate with my friends someday and that was my sense of normal so um, I moved like away from the school um, and back home and I did all of my finals independently my teachers were great about it and then I completed four classes um, throughout the course of chemotherapy which has me as a sophomore and I'm super excited about that because I was really nervous that um, it wasn't going to transfer over but hopefully now I'm I'm on track and it just was something to keep my mind busy and to keep me not so down all the time. Um, something to wake up and be like, you know, I can do this today and productivity is important at least for me. So, yeah. So, I mean, really what you're saying is you've just been kicking ass this whole time between, <laughs> I mean, going to school, battling cancer, like what, what can you not do at this point? I am blown away by that. Thank you. Wow. What a, what a warrior like that. You're giving me just so much like strength right now. And I, you had mentioned this earlier and I, I, I want to hear more about this too, is the shift in perspective that you had, you know, because I think when it's so crazy that we go through our lives, you know, just thinking we're guaranteed tomorrow. And we just, you know, we, we get so focused on the, the very minute things in life and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like tragedy happens or you're faced with a mental illness or all these things happen and you're in the suck. And it seems like it's in the suck that the perspective shifts. And I'm curious, you know, what was that shift in perspective for you? Yeah. I mean, again, I've always had struggles with anxiety, um, but this was a new level. It was kind of what you're talking about. It was not knowing if I was going to have a future. Um, like waking up in the morning and, you know, being like, I actually have cancer. Like there's a chance that if something doesn't work, I don't have tomorrow. Mm. Um, so that was completely new to me. And you know, all of my friends, um, they went from, I, we went from being like, oh, I wonder what we're gonna wear to this party 
being like, you know, I wonder if I'm going to be able to have kids someday. I mean, that's a huge shift. That's really difficult to cope with. Um, but my doctors and my family, especially my brother, uh, my younger brother, I mean, they are just the most incredible and the cancer community too. Um, the moment I kind of started like that, I am the storm quote, um, I found people kind of latching onto it within the cancer community, which was so cool. Um, and I love that people kind of now, like when they see my posts, they'll be like, you are the storm. And I'm like, yeah, but so are you. Like, that is so awesome. I think it's so neat. Um, and it's a good way to think about things. You know, sometimes it is really scary. You are really going through it, but you know, you are a force too. It's not like you're small in comparison. So I don't know. I think a lot of it was just once I started the treatment and I started realizing how real it was and how everything else was kind of smaller, um, that the storm kind of mindset <laughs> kind of kicked in. Wow. And I know that you started this amazing Instagram blog, um, which I would love for you to share a little bit about. And, you know, I, while you're explaining this, I, I would love if at some point you feel so inclined to talk about this too, is the community aspect. Um, you talked about the cancer community, about, you know, how has that helped you? And is, has anyone reached out to you and, and saying, hey, your experience has really helped me? Yes, for sure. So I started a page called Bree's Journey. And at first, I kind of thought it was going to be like five to 10 followers that were like my friends, who just followed for like updates so that I wouldn't have to be like, by the way, by the way, and you know, talk to everyone. Um, it was just a bit stressful. But I kind of went to bed on like this that I had made. And I was like, hey, by the way, I have cancer. This is my page. I'm documenting it. And I woke up the next day. And it was like 500 or 600 people. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, and my DMs were just full, full of survivors and other fighters and people from high school. Um, it's really crazy how people can kind of rally together for something like that. It, I mean, I could have never expected it. Um, I have people like in group chats, like there's a bunch of different like sectors of like people in the cancer community. Um, one of my group of friends, like lymphomies, like lymphoma, you know, it's, it's really like, they're so kind and they're so helpful and we're all just really rooting for each other and we're, we're posting and we're doing fundraisers and I, I adore them. I actually have um, one person in particular, I call my like cancer mom and she is just an angel. Um, and, you know, she had the same kind of cancer as I did. And she really looks out after me and she gives me tips. And she was talking me through kind of survivorship. And the community is so beautiful. I, I'm so blessed to have them. People I never would have expected to reach out, reached out. And that was kind of crazy, too. Um, there's just so much good in the world that I don't think I realized before getting sick. So. Wow. 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 Because that, what you just said right there kind of blows me away because I think so many people, you know, if they were to get the news of cancer, they would feel very upset, very negative. And to hear you say, you know, I, I, I didn't realize how much good was in the world until this happened. It is pretty phenomenal. Pretty mm -hmm. phenomenal. It's, really interesting to me how we're so connected right now through social media and I mean what you're doing with the blog is amazing and, and having all these people reach out and you reach like that is so cool and 
I, I, what I was thinking about when you were talking is, you know, it's, it's incredible how the suck brings us together in a way. Like I think about if, if we didn't have hardship in our life, you know, there, we wouldn't really be able to connect with other people. I, I remember being in high school and I was talking to a priest at my school cause I went to a Catholic school and, uh, Don Carlo, he's an awesome person, but I was talking with him about just my struggle with depression and anxiety. And I was self-harming at the time and just really struggling. And, you know, he said to me, you know, Haley, nothing that I'm going to say is going to fix this. There's nothing that I can really do that's going to take all of this pain away. But he's like, one gift that you're going to take away from this experience is you're going to use this gift someday to relate to other people. And that's going to help other people know that they're not alone. And you're going to be able to understand people in a way that you've never even recognized before. And at the time, I remember thinking, like, I don't believe you. You're full of crap. And like, I was just like, what do you know? And, you know, I look back at that now and I'm like, everything that's happened in my life, it has led me to this moment of being able to have conversations like this. And, you know, I've never had cancer, thank God. But to be able to relate to you in probably some of the darkest moments that you've had, are probably very similar to some of the dark moments that I've had. And so, yeah, exactly. It brings us all together, um, hardship and pain. And I think sometimes that gives us a purpose. And I think when we go through painful experiences, we find our purpose and we find our power too. Absolutely. Because I, I look at you and, and you're just such an empowered human being and you're spreading that to so many other people. And that's the way that we change the world is one person at a time. So kudos to you. Thank you. And to you too. Oh gosh. It's been, it's been a journey. Let me tell you. I mean, it's crazy, but, um, you know, I, I think we grow through the pain. And so, you know, if there's anyone listening right now who maybe you're going through something, whether it's a physical illness or mental illness, or you just have some kind of life circumstance that's weighing on you, just please know that you can only connect the dots looking backwards and someday you're going to look back and you're going to realize, you know, Oh, that happened for this reason. Or, Hey, I learned so much, so much from this experience. And then, you know, there's the other side of it of sometimes we just go through shit and sometimes there might not ever be a purpose, but I, I do believe that at the end of the day, we, we become stronger because we have survived everything we've ever been to up to, been through up to this point and um yeah it's just amazing yeah life is amazing yeah it really is Mm -hmm. yeah did you ever have a moment well I guess you know being in the ICU I can't imagine right now with COVID was probably insane what was that like for you yeah um it was really scary I was going actually to my seventh chemo and Um, I got in and they were like, you know, we're going to have you walk a lap connected to this like little machine. And I knew right away that that meant something was wrong because that is the same thing that they had me do before I was diagnosed. Because um, I don't think I specified this, but the lymph nodes, there was a massive lymph node that was actually sitting on my left lung. So I was only functioning with one lung. The other one was completely deflated. Mm. So the cancer was like sitting on my lung and that's how they knew. Um, and sure enough, they had me walk around. They were like, you're not breathing properly. You're barely getting any in. So um, they told me I had to go to the ER. Then I went to the ER and, you know, the news is flooded. This was when COVID was kind of at its peak in the beginning. And they like wheeled me away from my parents and wouldn't let them come with me. 
um, and I was terrified and they were testing me for COVID and you know everyone just kept kind of saying like if it's COVID the chances of her making it and I was like can we not talk like about that like I was so scared um yeah. so once my family found out um it was it was dark at home and I know that like it was it was really tough for them to not know what was going on with their daughter. And I know that. And on the inside, I mean, mm. they were building plastic huts for us to be in the COVID patients. Cause at the time they didn't know I didn't have COVID. Um, and I was getting tests done and, you know, it ended up being um, a procedure I had to do where they stuck a tube down my throat to make sure that I was like doing okay. And, and when I woke up, I was tied down by my hands and, you know, that's really hard to do alone. And luckily one of the nurses, oh my gosh, bless her soul. She was incredible. And she said to me, she's like, I don't care. We are getting your mother in here. And she broke all of the rules and she called the department and she got my mom in there on my mom's birthday. And it was amazing because I could have not done any of that without my mom, like love my family so much. And you know, it, there were so many people and there was so much chaos. And once, you know, we found out it wasn't COVID, it was bleomycin toxicity. It didn't even matter. I was on full bed rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, every time, it, like even I, if I would sit up, my oxygen would drop to like 60 and I would get really lightheaded and not be able to move. Mm-hmm. Um, but even within that, I mean, there were people back home. I was getting photos of people and they were sending me like drawings that their kid had made for me. and, oh. and they, they uh, did these beautiful ribbons outside of my house leading up to the steps that were like fighter, singer, like, and it was, oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. So even when I was in the ICU, there was like so much positivity on the outside um, that was kind of like fueling me on the inside. So that was really special to me, even though it was probably one of the scariest things in my entire life. The power of community. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Giving you, I mean, you literally said you were feeling the power on the inside. It's, that's so beautiful. What, what do you feel like you learned from that whole experience? What's the biggest takeaway for you? You can't take anything for granted. Like that's the truth. I mean, when you're sick, you just want to be healthy. And when you're healthy, you just want this. And when you have that, you want, um, and you know, it's, it can all be taken away in an instant. Um, and I know for me, like it's, it's telling people you love them all the time, whenever you feel it, just got to say it. Um, even if it doesn't even make sense in the context, but like after that, I was like, you know, I'm never, ever gonna like hold my feelings back because I don't know if I am guaranteed the next day. Like, I don't know that. Mm, Yeah. Wow. That is some powerful stuff. I, I 100% agree with you. It, I think it takes sometimes the suck and life shaking everything in your core to, to recognize that because there are so many days that I find I take so much for granted and a lot has happened in my life this year. And there have been moments where I've literally made reminders to myself to sit, sit down and and be grateful and to really appreciate what I have instead of constantly complaining about what I don't have. And yeah. Wow. Do you think um, just the the sense of gratitude that you've taken away is making you a better and a stronger person every single day? 
Oh, for sure, 100%. Um, and I think it makes it easier for me to communicate with people too. Um, again, there's a difference between positivity and toxic positivity, but you know, I, I think it's important to sometimes step back and be like, okay, but look how far I've come. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. Oof, I love that you brought that up, toxic positivity, because that is a real conversation that I have a lot with people who suffer from different mental illnesses, and I find I found it in, even in my own life where people have just told me, you know, you have everything you could ever ask for. How could you be upset? Or, you know, it's going to be fine. You'll You'll get better, you know, and it's it's just those comments that, oh man, it's just toxic positive. It's not even real genuine stuff. You know, I, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a, that's a interesting topic actually. Yeah. It's very common, unfortunately with, with cancer patients and, you know, people with anxiety and depression too. I just, I never could have seen it from um, the cancer perspective before I got sick. Like, mm. gosh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. People, I don't think people realize, I don't think it's a big enough conversation and they don't realize. And so in that sense, you know, you can only do so much. It's just learning about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The education piece of it. And I, I love how you've talked about all these amazing people who have lifted you up during this time, because I think it's so easy to just focus on all the negative things and the bad things in people and I've always believed that people are inherently good. And I think sometimes people go through shit and then they just don't know how to cope with it. And it's, um, it's unfortunate, but I love listening to stories like yours that show me the good, you know, and bring back that spirit of we are stronger together. There is hope. There is light. You just, sometimes you just can't see it, but it's there. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I had a, Gosh, I had another question. I, there's so many questions that I want to ask you. Like, I just your experience is is really, really incredible to me. Um, but but something that I would like to ask for those listening is, you know, I have a lot of people on this podcast who've already reached out to me and and said that they're really going through it, and listening to this really helps them just gain some sense of hope and shift in mindset. So what? What advice would you have for someone who's listening to this and just really in the suck and they're struggling and they just need some hope? Yeah. So first of all, I would say you are the storm. And I know it sounds very, very dumb, but when you start thinking about it in that way, I promise you it becomes powerful and life altering. Um, and I would also say to validate yourself. Um, I think it's so common that we all kind of say, oh, you know, it, I'm fine, it doesn't matter, or it's whatever, I'll get over it. But, you know, really sit with that and, you know, say like, okay, I'm going through something. This sucks, this blows. What am I going to do? What can I do? Um, you know, there are some things that are out of your control. But, you know, the things you can control are who you surround yourself with, the environment you're in, things like that. Um, just think about those things. And no, you know, you're not crazy. No one thinks that. So just validate whatever you're feeling, um, even if you can't really pinpoint what that emotion is at the point. Um, but, you know, just validate yourself. I think it's really important. I think a lot of people don't actually do it, even though it sounds fairly simple. <laughs> oh, man. It, yes. When I am retweeting everything you just said times 100, 
it's you're right validating yourself and your truth is so important and i i always hear people tell me you know they'll share their experience with me and then they'll say i'm really sorry for bothering you i know you've got stuff going on and my response is always no god no you're not one you can never ever be a bother two you have so much value and worth so I'm just going to leave that out there. And three, the fact that, you know, you're apologizing for sharing your truth and your story and thinking that I don't, you know, like I think personally that I heal and grow when people share that stuff with me because I'm reminded that I'm not alone. I don't know if you're the same way. Completely the same way. Yes. I totally agree with that. It just goes back to validating yourself in my eyes because, you know, we all we always think and i don't i don't know where this idea came from but we always think that someone out there has it worse and we forget that you know just because someone's life might quote unquote be worse doesn't mean that what you're struggling with isn't heavy or isn't worth validating yes the the fact that you just brought that up i was just thinking about there are so many times in um in my situation where people would say like oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I just dumped all of that on you. You literally have cancer. And I would be like, that, what? That has nothing to do with it. Like, yes, I'm struggling, but you know what? So are you, your problems are not smaller than mine at all whatsoever. Like that does not, they, they're not being compared. It's not a competition. It doesn't have to be like, I'm just here to listen. And if you want advice, I'll give advice. You know, it doesn't have to be a competition or a comparison at all. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's, it's almost like there's, there should be a balance between gratitude and being really grateful for the things that you have and sometimes the things that you don't have. And then also the balance of validating your pain and your hardship and knowing that you don't have to fake a smile every day and succumb to fake or toxic positivity that we talked about. And just say, you know, oh, I'm fine because at least I don't have cancer or at least I don't, you know, it's like, no, your feelings are still valid despite you not struggling with something that someone else is struggling with. So, yeah, I, in, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that people feel like they can't even, you know, share with you because I, I, I know what that's like and it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it sucks. I'm here. I'm here, guys. So. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm here too. You know, and, and I know it's hard to share your story and share your heart with people because it's today you just don't know what people can do with that anymore. You know, it's, I feel like in our society, we have grown to be so divided and we don't trust each other. And I don't know if maybe it's always been that way, but it just seems like there. I'm seeing more of it. And man, I just think if we're going to heal, we have to, we got to trust each other and learn to lean on each other. That's where the strength is. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to get back to the day to where I can hug someone and hold their hand and tell them it's going to be okay. Like I, I'm ready for that. Me too. Me too. I am completely with you. It's hard with not being able to, it's a, no one, it's unknown and you know, that's even more reason for you to validate yourself and understand that the suck is unknown and that's okay. Mm. Yes. Uncertainty reduction theory. It's an actual mm-hmm. theory. I mean, you probably know this, like yes. it's a, I did a whole study on that 
when I was at Augie and um, yeah, learning about what uncertainty does to people and um, why it bothers us so much. It's really fascinating. But you know, the, the reason why I say I, I'm I'm really missing that even physical connection with people where you can hug and hold hands is at one of the church programs that I'm involved with. Something that we always say is when you hold someone's hand, you should always interlock fingers because it's a symbolism that your strengths cover their weaknesses and their strengths cover your weaknesses. And yeah, yeah, that we're all intertwined that way that we literally lean on each other for each other's strengths and our weaknesses. And so I always think about that in the hard times, especially when I'm missing my family, my friends, but something that I've even learned in lockdown. And I'm curious to hear this from you too, is, you know, I've really learned to lean on myself because I've always, always, always leaned on other people. And something that I did one night is I literally held my hands together in the interlocked hold hands, like the <laughs> position, um, almost like I'm praying. And I just sat there for a moment and I just kind of talked to myself for a bit. And I don't know if maybe that just means I'm literally losing all my marbles or if it just means that, you know, I'm finally finding that stability and strength within myself. And exactly like you said, I, I am the storm. And yeah. so have you found that inner strength recently? Yes. And well, first of all, I'm proud of you for doing that because I know it's hard. Um, but yeah, for sure. I mean, especially with COVID, I kind of was where I, I had to start wearing a mask right after I was diagnosed. So December, and I actually wasn't allowed to like really hang out with friends. I had to keep my distance. So I was kind of already used to this going into this. And I still am obviously doing that now. We all are. Um, but, you know, finding stability in yourself is really difficult. Um, and for me, I think a lot of the time it's taking moments to reflect, like alone, completely alone. Um, and for me, that's like the stability is being able to say, like, what did I do today? Okay, you know what? I'm proud of you for that. Like, that makes me proud, even if it's something really, really small. And to me, that's kind of like your hand holding. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. finding my, my internal, like, to the core, like, what's going on? How am I feeling? And evaluating it. That's my sense of comfort. Because even if I did one thing in the day, you know what? That is one more thing done than I could have done if I didn't get up. So I will take it. Yes, yes. It's all about validating the small steps. I, I love that you said that because... I always say, if you literally are struggling so bad that you can't even get out of bed, but you tr at least try, or you even just get your arm over the ledge, like, I don't care if you're crawling or you're just doing whatever you can to survive the suck, at least you're trying. Like, that to me is, is what it's all about, is the try, the will, keep moving forward. For sure. I love yeah. that. And it's hard, you know, it's hard, but... um. You know, I always say that when you struggle with a mental health problem and, you know, someone's asking you to, to do all the things that you normally do or to be present for everything, it's like asking someone with a sprained angle to run a marathon. It's just, you know, I, I need help. I need support. And so if you're listening to this and you need extra support, like, let's get you, you know, somewhere that we can help you in this marathon instead of you just trying to figure it out all by yourself. It's all about literally connecting and trying to get the help that you need so that you can move forward. So if you're listening to this and you need some resources, um, I'm going to send you a link. If you need it, contact us through the surviving the suck Instagram, and we'll get you connected to some resources. Um, but you always, I, I say this on every episode, if you ever need anything, 
and um, you just need someone to talk to, you can call the suicide hotline available 24 seven free confidential. That number is 1-800-273-8255. So you can always, always call that number and you just talk with a representative, just like how Bree and I are talking right now. You can have these conversations literally with an anonymous person on the phone. So it's pretty spectacular that we have these resources now. Um, but Breeze, we're, as we're closing it up here, is there anything else that you want to share or something that's on your heart that you just want to tell anyone who's listening to this podcast? Um, I would just say trust yourself and, you know, trust your gut, whether it's health, mental health or physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, be your own advocate in that way. Um, asking for help is not easy, but it's, I promise it's worth it. Um, so take that time for yourself and ask for help. And it isn't annoying or selfish at all. I just think that's what I would leave you with. And, you know, remember you are the storm. Keep that with you. I promise it's useful. <laughs> oh, I love that. I am the storm. And you know what? To all of you surviving the suck out there, you are the storm. And I want you to say that to yourself at least three times after you listen to this podcast. It's a really good affirmation, I think. And hopefully it'll remind you a little bit of Bree's strength and everything that she's been through. Bree, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story. means the absolute world to me. And I know that someone's going to listen to this and they're going to be like, okay, if she can do all of that, I can get through what I'm going through. And that's, that's what it's all about is recognizing that we are stronger together. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Anytime, anytime you want to come on, just let me know. All right, everyone. Well, have a wonderful rest of your day, night, whatever time you're listening to this. It probably could be three in the morning for all I know, and that's okay. But get your sleep, drink some water, and let's have a great day, everyone. Thanks again. Bye-bye.